Hello, welcome to the third episode of the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I am your host, Dexter Kearley. Um, this is ramble number two. Um, I decided to do this just because mostly I have it fresh on my mind. I just ran a half marathon today, the mayor's half here in Amarillo. Started from uh, Get Fit here in Amarillo and uh, wrapped around town. Went down historic Route 66, which was kind of cool. Went down Polk Street, which is uh, another historical street. And then weaved through some neighborhoods and stuff. It was a, it was a pretty awesome course. Um, it was, it was my, my best half marathon to date. I've run three. Uh, this is my third one. The two before it, I ran in an hour 50. This one, I ran in an hour 43. So I shaved seven minutes off my time, which is a, a huge gain for me. I guess you gains or whatever, you know. But um, felt great. It was a hell of a run. I mean, it was really good run. I felt really good. Uh, a, a lot of people, one of my buddies that ran it as well, he ran it actually seven minutes faster than he was projecting or wanting to run it. So I guess just the cool temperatures, it was a slight breeze and there was uh, some good moisture hanging in the air. I guess it was just good for everybody's bodies. Uh, I heard a lot of people reporting a fast time. Uh, I ran, mo so this is the first race I've run with a pacer. They had a uh, an hour 45 pacer. I jumped up with them because I was wanting to get an hour 45. So I was like, well, I might as well start off the race with them. And he had a little balloon tied to his waist. It was kind of funny. But I stuck with him all the way through, I think, mile 9 or maybe 10. And then I tried to kick and uh, tried to, you know, run a little bit harder for the last three miles uh which i mean i i bonked pretty hard i i uh made it i ran the whole thing and everything but you know i i think i kicked a little too early i think i should have waited another mile uh which it maybe is a life lesson you know when you're ready to go when you're rearing and wet ready wait just a little bit longer and then kick i don't know maybe that's a life lesson but anyway it was a blast great event a lot of people showed up and it, it was interesting it got me really thinking about success and how you define success because today was a very successful day for me i ran faster than i was wanting to run um felt great the whole time had a really good time within the same uh, mode of thought though i got beat by a lot of people uh, a lot of older guys uh, a couple of older women I, th I think maybe there was a i haven't actually they haven't posted the race results yet so i haven't seen who all beat me but i know for a fact that several older gentlemen beat me uh, and it's it's awesome and it's humbling and it really makes you question uh, if it could I have trained harder could I have pushed harder at the end if these guys I mean I, I felt good today and I was really excited about my time and then I crossed the finish line and there was all these older guys there I mean it was just very humbling it was a cool thing to see that's one of the things that's really cool about any outdoor uh, 
outdoor uh, adventure sport is the old dudes, the old people will crush you. I mean, go to rock climbing crags, go to ski, go ski on the mountain, go mountain biking, go running, anything. You will get beat by an older dude. Unless you are an older dude, and then maybe you're beating all the young guys. But it's really awesome to see. I mean, it's inspiring. It gives me something to strive for, um, strive at maybe, you know? I mean, if, if I'm over 50 and I'm running a sub 40 hour 45 half I will be very happy you know I, I feel like uh, just saw a lot of inspiring people uh, out there today so it was a lot of fun uh, humbling those old dudes beat me beat my ass it was hilarious but great day great run um, so I'm actually gonna play keeping with ramble tradition I'm gonna play a few songs uh, this first one is um, one of my all-time favorites. I actually uh, hadn't listened to it in a long time, but I listened to a, a Pete Holmes. Uh, you Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. It's a podcast, and he had Jack Johnson on, who um, was one of my all-time favorites. I mean, in early high school, I listened to, had several of his CDs, Brush Fire Fairy Tales, on and on and listen to them on repeat i mean it was we listened to those a lot but anyway so i saw him on the podcast i listened to it and when during the during the podcast they brought up a song called um please bleed it's off of his 1999 album burn to shine and I don't know, today that song popped into my head several times. I mean, I, whenever you're in the middle of running and something's kind of hurting on you, you uh, you like to know that it's okay to feel. Anyway, here I'm going to play this song for you. Hope you enjoy. Oh, oh, oh. 
Ben Harper bringing the heat, the hot fire. Man, hard to believe that that song, okay, what did I say? 99, uh, 90, dude, 99 is when that came out. Ah, oh, just awesome. Anyway, um, so I've had uh, several conversations with my wife over this past week. Uh, she listened to my first ramble, gave me some critiques, and, you know, she told me several things like, even for an episode titled A Ramble, that I rambled too much. I wasn't concise enough, and I didn't get my thoughts through quickly and uh, effectively, so I'm going to try to fix that. But, you know, I was, uh, I was doing some thinking on... You know, this is really my first time ever um, working on broadcasting of any sort. I haven't ever done any, like, uh, I didn't do the school announcements or go to school for journalism, as I'm sure you can tell. So, anyway, I'm not a professional. And I was thinking, okay, well, maybe I can become a professional. But... They say it takes 10,000 hours to become a professional. And I think so far I've maybe put together three hours of audio content. So I've got a long way to go. So I'm really hoping I don't have to be a professional to do this. Um, anyway, this has been a pretty fun week for me. We went up to the climbing gym earlier where I made a realization or I came across a realization. I'm starting to get called sir a lot. Uh, people I'm meeting, I guess I guess I can call them kids if they're calling me sir. But I'm meeting people and they say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. this is sir. So it's kind of like, it's an interesting transition. I guess, I mean, I'm 29 now, you know, almost 30. And if I was... You know, a younger, early 20s, I probably would be calling a me, sir, as well. You know, if I was them and they were me, whatever. And I, get, I have a kid, married, I am an old dude. And it's interesting to me, it's just, uh, it's hard for me to not admit it. I mean, I'm, you know, age is just a number, it's not a big deal. I don't feel old, I actually feel stronger than I've ever felt. Um, I feel younger than I've ever felt, too, I guess. I... You know, it, there, it takes a certain amount of maturity to realize that you're not mature. And I think I'm just hitting that level. Like, I'm starting to realize, oh, this is what everybody was talking about when they said, Dexter, you got a lot of growing up to do. You know, I'm realizing it myself. I'm kind of becoming cognitive of it. Or, uh, cognitive? Is that the right word? Uh, aware. I'm becoming more aware. But, um, you know, we also started, Shannon and I have started doing old people things which I don't know why they are old people things. This is one of the interesting questions maybe that I'd like to bring up to whoever my, whomever my audience is, um, is why do we let the old people have all the fun stuff? Like book clubs, for instance. Uh, Shannon and I went to a Great Books book club. So they've been meeting since the early 50s. Uh, no original members, of course, but... Uh, there there are the president of the club has been there I think she said 26 years 
there was another gentleman who had been there for 15 years. All of, you know, the majority of them are regulars. They come every week and they just meet and talk about books, classic books. Uh, it's We talked about the play Medea this week. Uh, it's a Greek tragedy. Look it up. There's tons of literature on it. This uh, lady gets this uh, Jason, who's a Greek hero, uh, leaves this woman, Medea, who's actually like the granddaughter of a god. And they get banished from Medea's homeland, and they end up in this in uh, Corinth, and then Jason marries a Corinthian princess. Medea freaks the fuck out and kills everybody except for Jason. I don't feel like this is a spoiler or... Maybe I should have said spoiler alert beforehand, but the play is like 2,000 years old, so get over it, you know? Go read it. If you haven't read it by now, I don't... I'm sorry I spoiled it. Anyway, um, but we just met together. It was an hour-long meeting, had some good discussion over it. It was fun. Uh, They were all interesting people, and it showed that in a world where two dudes are trying to blow each other up with nuclear weapons and politics and are you kneeling for the anthem and all of this craziness that there are still people that just want to meet and talk about books talk about good books have good conversation it's refreshing and it makes me think that there might be hope for humanity in the long run Uh, little things it's the little things that give you hope but uh anyway i'm realizing that i'm getting old so uh older i mean i'm only turning 30 but i've definitely gotten a uh, a sir i'm becoming a sir uh, even though who knows what sir actually means anymore but um so yeah to segue into the next song um the next song is one that i've you know another one that i've liked probably since high school it's uh by cold war kids off their 2007 album uh robbers and cowards robbers and cowards it's called hospital beds and it's interesting uh, one of the things that i really like about the song is that so much of your life you don't have control over your best friends can be tracked back to classes that some bureaucracy assigns you into you know elementary school or middle school you have absolutely no control over what class you end up in somebody's just maybe randomly placing you and you can track back some of your best friends to those random circumstances uh some of my friends now i have because i was lucky enough to get stationed with them it was the luck of the draw it was a roll of the dice you know in a lot of ways and um you know family you're born into family you don't get to choose them either so all of these people that are super important in your life you don't get to choose them the only person you get to choose is your spouse or you know if if you do end up doing a hobby and you find somebody that you think is cool and you reach out to them and you touch them you know or whatever Uh, you become friends it's whatever so uh, you know 
most of the stuff you don't get to choose but you do get to choose to be present in the circumstances that you're placed and i think that that's one of the things that i really like about this song is you you know you got two soldiers who got injured in war and they end up becoming friends in the hospital laying in beds next to each other so again this is cold war kids uh, hospital beds enjoy
by the dozens Bring your nieces and your cousins Come put out the fire on us kids with hospital beds um, I love the the joy and misery you know oh god I couldn't imagine I mean laying up in a hospital bed but there's joy you know you got part of your body blown up you got burnt whatever but there's joy in that um, you have to suffer sometimes to get better. And it's, uh, you have to, like, after a workout, you have to recover. That's part of the workout is the recovery. And it always takes longer to recover than it takes to tear yourself up. Uh, life, I guess, is supposed to hurt. But um, that, you know, it's in the hurt that you realize that you are actually living. That's, like, where the, that's where the beauty resides you know um it, that's i think the reason that we're as a culture maybe as a species but i definitely can speak to the american culture we I, and i love war movies i love watching the the camaraderie the brotherhood that develops between the characters and the the just seeing how the characters handle knowing that around that next corner they could get shot and killed or could lose a limb or you know there's untold amounts of suffering that lie around that corner uh how do you deal with that in the moment i think that's part of the reason at least i love uh war movies and and that's how you know that you're alive you know i love the World War II movies, I mean, these guys are fighting for freedom, but they have no freedom in that moment. You know, they're obligated, they are, they have to do their duty. You know, they're there, and their responsibility is to the guy next to them, and they have to do whatever the guy above them tells them to do. You know, there's no freedom, but they're fighting for freedom. It's kind of interesting paradox. Uh, but, you know, you look at them... Uh, movie like equilibrium with uh christian bale it's kind of a post-apocalyptic uh, you know uh what are those called uh you, you know utopian dystopian you know sci-fi movie and i think in it they put like eye drops that kind of numb them and he's this like badass killer he busts into rooms and shoots you know kills everybody in the room and the defectors who are they're reading books and they're feeling they stop taking their medication and that makes you an enemy of the state because you can feel and you can think and 
uh, well, Christian Bale, I can't remember exactly what happens in the movie, spoiler alert, I guess, another one, but anyway, it's, it's a pretty common narrative where, you know, he wakes up, and, and in the movie, he starts feeling, and he's, you know, again, it's very similar to 1984, which I'm actually, uh, in the final pages of, I, I reread it, um, recently, but, you know, it's, it is interesting, that's the way people are so concerned with exercising their freedom how do i exercise my freedom how how can i guarantee that the state is giving me my freedom well you first have to take responsibility for it yourself are you doing everything to be free are you doing everything within yourself to be free uh i don't mean for any of this to sound very preachy it's just something that's been on my mind recently reading uh george orwell especially uh but i also recently read brave new world and you know the 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 breeze the scent the feeling of utopia is in the world a technological utopia that that lays just around the corner uh not necessarily with anybody that i talk to on a regular basis because especially in texas every hey come here hey Honey, Luna, uh, especially in Texas, everybody's pretty um, pessimistic about if the government can even work. I mean, we're, I guess the majority of people in this area are Republican, but I really think they're even more so like libertarians. They don't want government in their business you know governments for fire department police department and these big issues anything that is you know more decisions should be left to the individual damn I, I got off on a little bit of a of a tangent there i felt like i was going somewhere with it and i completely i think the dog's getting up um uh, jacked with my thought uh oh any oh the air of utopia anyway so with like the possibility of like blockchain currencies that would decentralize the currency there would be no need for a centralized government to protect the currency um there's that possibility there's the concept of universal basic income that everybody's just jumping right on board with and it's not attached a lot of people think it's very socialistic um but I, I don't know. I, I think it is. I think it is socialistic. But uh, anyway, what I'm saying is that with with technology as it's as it's progressing and going further and further into the future. Sorry, there's a lot of distracting stuff going on in my neighborhood right now. Uh, anyway, um, there there's a possibility that uh you know with self-driving cars and automation and you know i already live like a king lived two thousand years ago way better actually than a king lived you know i've got uh far more uh my ability is you know if i want to travel somewhere i just have to buy a 500 hundred dollar plane ticket i can go anywhere uh, uh emperor couldn't do that a hundred years ago you know 200 years ago technology allows us certain conveniences that add problems to life 
as well as creating the solutions in themselves. Uh, this is a big digression, and I'm sorry. Uh, if you're still with me, thank you for staying with me. But uh, anyway, that's the reason that I've gone back and started reading these dystopian stories. Shannon points out often that the original utopian book, I think it was called Utopia, was actually like dystopia and utopia kind of mean the same thing like he wrote the book meaning this can never happen utopian society can never happen no one can no one uh organization can ever be perfect uh, i can't even remember the guy that wrote that book i might i'll try to look that up sometime but anyway who knows uh read read some of those books uh you know, suffer, wake up, be free, think for yourself. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm gonna plug uh, my wife real quick. Oh, that probably sounded bad. Not that. I'm gonna give my wife a. I don't know. We're just gonna leave that alone. But Shannon, my wife, is a badass editor, and this week she's going to try to put up a website. Uh, so if you need any editing, and you do, if you're writing anything, blog, a book, paper, emails, professional emails, whatever, uh, hit Shannon up. She is looking, that's what she's always wanted to do. She loves editing. She is a nerd, and she will help you out. So if you need anything hit her up hit me up i can put you in contact with her that is what she wants to do she is a very good editor she edits all my stuff so don't necessarily judge her by my content um but she does help a lot of she helps me look way more professional than i am if i appear professional in any way um anyway so i'm gonna play you out with uh, a song from Everclear, the band. 1995 is when this album came out, Sparkle and Fade. The song is called Strawberry. I am pretty self-conscious about what it is I am doing right now. Uh, this podcast, you know, I've had several people that come up to me and they say, Hey man, what's the name of your podcast? I want to listen. And I almost want to tell them, maybe you shouldn't listen. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I uh, am worthy of attention. But if you are giving me attention, I appreciate it. Um, but this song, Strawberry, I've never really had a drug addiction problem. Uh, maybe I drank too much in my early 20s. It's arguable. But, um, you know... This song just always touched me, and it is encouraging. It's an encouraging song. So I'm going to leave you with this. Please enjoy, and hopefully I'll talk to you next time. Now. Never been here, never coming back. Never wanna think about the things that happened today Wanna lay down on the warm ground Think I'm gonna need a little time to myself Don't fall down now, you will never get up Don't fall down now Don't fall down now Don't fall down now
down now You will never get up Don't fall down now Slow ride, going nowhere You look like Satan You ask me if I wanna get high Couple of bags down in Old Town You tie your arm Ask me if I wanted to drive Don't fall down now You will never get up Don't fall down now Don't fall down now Don't fall down now You will never get up Don't fall down now Strawberry burns Been long years in a straight line They fall like water Yes, I guess I fucked up again Don't fall down now You will never get up Don't fall down now Don't fall down now You will never get up Don't fall down now Don't fall down now You will never get up Don't fall down now. Don't fall down now. Don't fall down now. You will never get up. Don't fall down now.